0: When it comes to spurring economic development in New York, policymakers at all levels of government rely heavily on taxpayer subsidies to entice businesses to come here, grow here, or just stay here. And according to the Citizens Budget Commission, a business-backed fiscal watchdog, spending on economic development subsidies in New York, which was relatively steady in recent years, appears to be growing again, in large part due to incentives for Micron in central New York and a massive increase in the film tax credit. For more on this issue, we're joined in the Capitol Press Room by Sean Campion, Director of Housing and Economic Development Studies for the Citizens Budget Commission. Welcome back to the show, Sean. Thanks, Dave, for having me again. So the CBC keeps track of economic development spending, and you found that state and local initiatives amounted to about $10.7 billion in 2022, the highest since your group began tracking uh, these figures where is the bulk of that money going and what are the different shapes it can take economic development spending in
1: new york occurs at all levels of government state county and local and it really takes two forms there's actual direct spending either through grants or capital projects or agency operations but there's also tax breaks sometimes they're called tax expenditures that is real spending too so that's when you know the the state or a local government gives a tax break to a company to you know expand, or you know, in New York, or to retain their company, their employees, and that is the yeah, the state or local government foregoing money that otherwise would have collected, and that is spending too. So you know across the state, about 4.4 billion of that was at the state level, and another 6.3 is local, and close to five and a half or six billion dollars a year is foregone revenue on top of actual direct spending. So it's across multiple dimensions across the state at all levels of government that are participating in this.
0: And what's the source of the grants and other assistance that require cash in the pockets of businesses as opposed to tax breaks? For example, are we borrowing to make these outlays? Some of it is capital,
1: particularly at the local level, but a lot of it is grants. And there really are sort of a variety of, of ways that the state and local government support individual companies some of them are relatively broad based you have things like the renovation and expansion of penn station in new york city which in new york sort of falls under the rubric of economic development but benefits you know, a range of companies and businesses and residents throughout the new york region other times it will be you know grants to you know from the state to local government to you know invest in sort of a performing arts center or to invest in a workforce development partnership with a community college that again is sort of somewhat broad based. Other times it's, you know, a grant to an individual company. But for the most part, you know, the, the support going to individual companies tends to take the form of tax breaks, you know, against their corporate taxes obligations or, you know, credits for job hiring rather than sort of individual direct supports to individual companies.
0: Well then, what do we know about the benefits from the nearly eleven billion dollars in economic development initiatives from twenty twenty two? For example, do we know what kind of bang for our buck we're getting based on the uh, disclosures made at the state and local level?
1: Not much. To give the state credit, they have taken great strides in terms of transparency and to sort of disclosing the amount of assistance that they give to individual companies um, and their spending on capital projects. But we don't really have got the next step and evaluate whether that spending and whether those tax breaks are creating jobs and creating them in a cost-effective way. Part of it is because we've never really looked. In a lot of cases, we're continuing to expand incentives or expand spending, even in cases where we have evidence that it isn't working. To give the example you mentioned of the film tax credit expansion, there's generally some sense that, yes, this is creating economic activity, but we don't know to what extent, and we haven't studied to what extent, that the level of incentives that we provide are necessary to attract and retain film productions in New York. And even in the most recent legislative session, this, yeah, the state legislature renewed a package of economic incentives that are available to companies in lower Manhattan, even though the city's independent budget office found that not only were those incentives not necessary, but actually were ineffective. Um, and we renewed them despite evidence of, of that happening so we continue to spend even in the absence of, you know, of evidence that this is cost effective.
0: Well, what constitutes a cost effective investment in jobs and economic development more broadly? Is there a bang for our buck to use that expression again that the citizens budget commission w- would want to see in order to warrant investments? It's
1: one of those things as someone in the eye of the beholder. In general, the theory is that an incentive is only necessary where whatever economic activity it's spurring wouldn't have happened but for the provision of that incentive or that grant. A flip side of looking at is sort of return on investment, and you know, that's why I think one of the things that we've advocated for are you know investments that you sort of build on whatever the advantage of a region is, but also they're sort of more broadly shared things like workforce development, investing in infrastructure, investing in a good business environment, having a tax and regulatory system that works for businesses and allows businesses to come to and expand in New York. And it's harder when you are looking at individual incentive programs or grants to individual companies um, and teasing out whether that is necessary or not. The one thing that is undergoing now that's in, of interest is that the State Department of Taxation and Finance is doing a study of the state's tax incentive programs to, to answer that question of whether they're working or not and whether they are creating jobs that otherwise wouldn't have been created but for the use of this incentive. That study is undergoing now. It's supposed to be released in January 2024 under a law. as required under a law passed by the legislature a few years ago, and that really We'll start to provide the evidence that we don't have now about whether these programs are working or not, whether we should keep them. Some of them might be working, some of them are not. We should probably shrink them, eliminate them, or reform them to make them work better. Until we have that evidence, we can't really even
0: say whether they're working or not um, and effectively using taxpayer money. Well, moving forward, one of the big new investments in economic development that the state is planning to make is through the so called A green chips uh, measure, which is going to be one of the ways the state is subsidizing Micron's development in central New York, but other people and other businesses could potentially benefit from this. What types of safeguards are involved in that investment when it comes to ensuring that we are getting job creation, that uh, there are other strings attached to this investment? Or is this program pretty much par for the course when it comes to the accountability and metrics that we're seeing from other economic development initiatives in New York. Green chips is a good
1: example of one thing that CBC had recommended in the past being performance-based incentive. So the state only provides benefits to Micron or any other company participating through green chips if they actually hire at levels that they say they're going to hire at and make investments at levels that they say they're going to make investments in and only gives them the credits retroactively after they've already done what they promised that they were going to do. So the state isn't at risk upfront. They're only rewarding performance after it happens. The question then sort of once we sort of have disclosure on that and, and hopefully the, yeah, it will be disclosed through the proper channels of yeah, you know, when those investments are made and when the you know the job creation happens and it's tracked over time that it, you know they maintain the levels required, the next step is actually use that data to evaluate the program. Was it you know did it provide the right level of subsidy? Did it deliver on you know did Micron deliver on the benefits that they promised? Um, and is the state actually getting a return? And you know use that information and then go back and sort of say did green chips work? We now have the information to be able to answer that question. Do we want to ask that question? And then actually, do we want to know the answer and use that to inform decision-making going forward?
0: Well, we've been speaking with Sean Campion. He's the Director of Housing and Economic Development Studies for the Citizens Budget Commission. Sean, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me out.
1: For Capital Press Room provided by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation. Communities across the Empire State have stories to tell. A roadside marker funded by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation can help your town or city educate the public, encourage pride of place, and promote local tourism. More about the Pomeroy Foundation's New York State Historic Marker Grant Program for 501c3 organizations, nonprofit academic institutions, and local, state, and federal government entities at WGPFoundation.org.